Blog Talk Radio. It's Wednesday afternoon, and we're excited to be on the air. Your hosts for today's show are Robert Brining and Jack McEnroe. They will be taking your calls and speaking out on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That's 347-215-9442. Welcome to Paz IM Radio. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, listen to me. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining, and I am trying to bring my co-host, Jack McEnroth, on air. I see him, but I can't seem to get him on. Um, Jack, if you can hear me, um, try hanging up and calling back in again. I can't seem to bring you um, on air. So I want to welcome everyone, if it's the first time listening, um, Pause I Am Radio is a radio show connecting people with HIV and AIDS and sharing stories and bringing people to offer hope to those who feel they don't have hope. Um, we are a bi-weekly internet radio show, and we are um, live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. and Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jack McEnroth, how you doing? <laughs> hey, something happened when I called in. It set me up in queue, and then... It just, there was silence, so I had to call back. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. I actually asked you to call back. I didn't know if you could hear me or not, because I couldn't click on you to bring you on air. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, okay, and then all of a sudden I'm sitting there, I'm like, I think something's wrong. (laughs) But yeah, I just have to let you know and let our listeners know that um, I've actually been sitting this morning since 8 o'clock waiting for my Sears dishwasher repair guy, and... He's supposed to be here before noon. Of course, he's not. So he told he he called me and said he would be here at two, which is now, which I'm assuming he's not. He'll probably be late. But just in case, all of a sudden I'm like, I have to go. I mean, I'll I'll go handle things and try try to do what I can do, and then call back and whatever. So I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah, no, you're, you're, totally, you're totally fine. I read that on Facebook. So. Um, oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. You have no idea. Yeah, it's been a nightmare. <laughs> but whatever. So how are um, you? I'm, I'm well, actually. Um, I, we just got back from D.C. Um, yesterday, and we actually had a – there was the ADAPT um, Early Treatment for HIV Summit down there, and I actually got to go and speak for the first time publicly to people, you know, who are active in, you know, the, the political part of, of HIV and AIDS. And, and it actually felt so good. It, like, rejuvenated me uh, and made me really feel secure that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. That was you know awesome. I mean? And it was amazing because I actually was speaking on um, how to use social networking sites to reach people living with HIV and AIDS. So a lot of people there were like, I don't even Twitter. I don't even go on Facebook. I'm like, you're not too old to go on Facebook. Right. You know what I mean? Like, my grandma has a Facebook account. <laughs> that, well, that's great. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it's a great way to, you know, exchange information, keep in contact, and let people know what you're doing. I mean, I mean you know, because we all have friends and acquaintances that we want to keep in touch with. We just don't necessarily want to talk to them on the phone every single day or, you know what I mean? So I think yeah. it's a good way of just keeping your presence out there and your message out there and whatever you need. And so... That's cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, I know. I actually haven't done an event for Living Positive by Design in a while. I don't do one until September, and it's like I kind of I miss it. I feel like I need to, like, get back out there. And, you know, I think that doing those kinds of things really, especially when you're dealing one-on-one with people that are directly affected by HIV, and um, it really sends home the message of how, you know, why it's so important and how many people that we actually impact. Um, so I think it's great. Yeah, I was a nervous wreck, <laughs> you know, when Brandon, Brandon was on with us uh, July 1st, and he was speaking about the event, and when he asked me to do it, I just said yes. I go, i got to say yes now, because if you give me time to think about it, I'll talk myself out of it. Right. Because <laughs> I was a nervous wreck. And Well, you know, you, I, you, know, you know, I think that you need to, it's just practice, you know, that what, it, it, and I still, I mean, I've probably spoken a hundred times on various things. I don't even know. And I still get a little bit nervous, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that you get better with practice. And, you know, 
Um, I think you'll probably speak, be speaking at more and more events in the future, so get used to it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was really, really cool. I got good feedback from people. You know, I had women standing up and clapping for me, telling me I was the best speaker there, and it was just really funny. And um, it just made me feel really good, you know what I mean? It just made me know that this is definitely what I'm supposed to be doing. I actually met yeah. people from, like, Merck and, um, you know, different people I actually got who are in – out there more who can come and on the radio show and talk about certain things. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's great. But, I mean, the more you get out there, the more this show will grow, the more exposure you'll get, the more people that will come to you instead of you having to look for people to interview, right. all that stuff. So it's great. Yeah, the one thing the lady said, the one lady stood up, and I forget her name, and I apologize for that, but she told me, she's like, I'm going to use, she runs a support group, and she's like, I'm going to use your radio shows as a tool, she goes, I'm going to have everybody in the support group sit down and listen to your radio shows together with me, and then we are going to discuss it as like an open forum together, you know, whatever topic you talk about or whatever subject it is. And right. She's like, I'm going to use it to reach out to, to the kids in my support group. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I think my, my favorite part of the whole thing was actually going to and meeting people who are on Pazian or who are friends with on Facebook who – I never met before. You know what I mean? Because you know you're friends with them, but you really aren't friends until you meet. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? And, like, I got to, to meet Dad. I got to meet uh, Brandon was there, Justin B. Smith, who was on the radio show uh, two Sundays ago. Uh, uh-huh. He was there. So it was just really Lonnie, uh, Teresa, these, all, all these people. And they, you know, were so nice. And when I went up there and was speaking, they would, you know, there was a question and answer at the end. So people would ask questions and, and Dab and Teresa and everybody, you know, stood up Lonnie and, and said wonderful things about the radio show and, and the site. And, and it was just really, really cool. And it just, it just made me. Yeah, no, you're, 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 you're definitely doing awesome work and I think it's just going to grow and that's all good. And I'm excited because I go to the U.S. Uh, conference, the AIDS conference in San Francisco, and I believe it's November. I have to check my dates, but I'm sure a lot of those same people will be out there too, and um, it'll be right. cool to meet. It's, it's always fun to meet people that you you know, but you don't know. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I'm waiting for um, Clint Walters to call in. I know he's calling in from um, the UK, so he may be having a little bit of difficulty, but I think he's Skyping in with us. Um, through the I hope the connection's time. okay. Didn't he call in once before, just as a yeah, yeah and the did. connection was really bad. <laughs> uh, was it? <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to work that all out. Um. Uh. Yeah. But have you spoken? To, you've obviously spoken to him. Um, have you spoken to him on the phone before? Have you just been doing emailing, or how do you how do you know about him? Clint, I actually um ran into Clint. Uh, we both got involved with the Does HIV Look Like Me campaign. Right. And he had a video, you know, out there. And I reached out to all the ambassadors that had videos uh, when I first got involved trying to make connections with people who, you know, I thought I should. And we just happened, you know, to connect. And he joined the site. And, you know, he's just a great guy. And he does wonderful work out there in, you know, in the U.K. that needs to be done. Right. And, you know, that's kind of how we met. We met through um, the campaign. and, And he's just been a really cool guy. And we've been able to you know, at least stay in touch throughout the time. We lost a little bit of touch when I moved Pazayim from another platform and, and moved over, and but we found each other again on MySpace, and, and we connected. So. Oh, good. Yeah, it was really cool. And then when he found the radio show, he was even more excited. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he's um, coming. I don't know what, what is going on with him, actually. Well, so what time is it? It's six hours difference from New York and Philly, so it's 8 o'clock there. Yeah. Right. Isn't that right? I think that's right. I think so. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. With you. Actually, no, because, yeah, I think them in Denmark would be in the same time zone, and Denmark was six hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I leave yeah. tomorrow. I leave tomorrow. My flight's at, like, 520 or something out of Newark. So I'll be gone till August 3rd. Woman, my bun's off. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I think I'll be – I'll get – the excitement will really set in once I'm there. Logistically getting, like – packing, getting to Newark, and then I fly through Stockholm and, you know, getting there, and I'm sure I'll be exhausted and all that stuff, and I'm staying with a friend of a friend, so I don't really even know where I'm staying, and once that's all settled, I think then the excitement and everything will start to set in. Until then, I'm sort of just like, oh, God, I have to pack, and 
have to make sure my dishwasher is fixed before I leave and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, just, just, it's just all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's like I said before, it's really beautiful there. And um, it's a good time. There's the people there are really, really friendly. Cool. And it's a beautiful place to go and visit and just to see. And, you know what I mean? It's funny because I told you they're all blonde. <laughs> They're all right. tall, thin, and blonde, and they drink their beer instead of having coffee, and <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited. Well, the whole anytime you have like an out an out games or a big, huge gay event at in any city that's you know, well, even you know, like Sydney's a big city, and they had the gay games in New York before. It it really transforms the whole city because so many people come um, from other countries, so. It'll be a weird experience because you won't see the normal Copenhagen. You'll see, like, all the, yeah, the the gay neighborhood, if they have one, or the gay, all the gay bars. Everything will be totally overflowing. It'll be a totally amazing demographic of people. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the swim meet alone, I think, has 800 people in it. And that's just swimming. So there's, and I, there's, there's, you know, 20-something sports. So and this is the gay games, pr- right? It's the out games. Basically, the out games. There, yeah, there's, there, it, it used to just be the gay games, and the, the, the short version of this whole story is that the uh, gay games were supposed to be in Montreal last time, and according to the Federation of the Gay Games, the Montreal people weren't following the rules or weren't up to the timeline or something, and so they took the games away from them. So Montreal just got pissed. And said, well, screw you, we're going to have our own games. So they called them the out games, that. and they had them, like, two weeks after the gay games, which ended up being held in Chicago. So because, basically, Europe and everyone at that time hated the U.S. because of George Bush, that basically all the Europeans kind of revolted and didn't go to the gay games and went to the out games. So now it's much friendlier now. The atmosphere is not really, like, one against the other now, so they're staggered now. So... This summer is the out games in Copenhagen, and then next summer will be the gay games in Cologne. So I'll go to both. Wow, that's so – yeah, I remember when that happened because, um, you know, I played for the soccer guys, and we were talking about how it was such a big thing that they did, you know, they, that they brought it out to compete sort of in a way. And Yeah, it was unfortunate, and I really don't know the politics and the arguments behind all of what went on and – who was right and who was wrong. And I mean, I, it really doesn't matter at this point, but, um, but yeah, it's unfortunate when people that are all trying to, um, you know, reach the same ends are infighting and, and, but invariably when, when, you know, something gets as big as the gay games or the out games or any of these big events, there's always disagreements and infighting and it's just, it's just, you know, too bad that that has happened, but. That's life. Yeah, I did something gone. cool last... Well, say what? No, go ahead. I said I did something cool. Was it last week? I mean, I think I would have been in the I don't remember what day it was. I never remember what day it is. But um, I spoke to a group of kids um, called... And it's the acronym is YES, which is youth... And I should know this, but it's... I don't know. But it's, it's youth something, yes. <laughs> And um, they were really cool. They do, like, an after-school program. It's youth from 13 to 21. And um, it was, it's held at the center, which is, like, the GLBT transsexual, you know, the it's all-inclusive, basically, gay, lesbian, transsexual uh, center here in New York. And I, um, they have sort of an after-school program, and I went and spoke with them and just talked about it. They were mainly interested in, like, Project Runway, to be honest, but, um, well, you know, they're kids, so they're like, you know, I talked to them a little bit about living with HIV, and they had some kind of, there were a few interesting questions about that, and they're like, well, I've never actually, you know, I mean, they were young, it was really shocking, some of them were pre-high school, and um, they were like, I've never known someone so close, that I've been so close to this, had HIV, and I was like, well, actually, I think you probably have, you just don't know that you have, I mean, um, so it was really cool. We just, we talked about that. I mean, I, I told them I would answer any question and I was pretty true about that. I mean, they asked me some personal, some very, you know, kids ask the best questions because they have no filters. Right. So they asked me some really personal stuff and I was like, I chatted with them for, I think an hour and a half. It was really fun and cool. And like, 
a bunch of them contacted me on Facebook and afterwards, and it was really fun. Is that where you met Scott Kramer? Well, no, I met him, which he listens to the show a lot, and then well, he actually he... Um, co-hosts for me on Sunday nights sometimes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I knew he did once. I didn't know it was a regular thing. No, so well, he he... Did, um, he fills in when like I couldn't make it this Sunday because I was in D.C. and I had a dinner meeting. So he oh got it filled in. Okay, and he cool in for Jeremy and all that. Yeah, so he runs that whole program, Scott Kramer. So yeah. he first contacted me on. Facebook, and he's like, would you come and speak to my youth group, because they would love it, and I was like, sure, I'm like, you know, no problem, so, um, yeah, they were, they were, it was great, and he's really cool, and he just kind of came out to them as a person living with HIV, and um, so he wanted kind of another example of someone who's living a normal life, and doing, pursuing all the things they want to pursue, and just kind of shed some light on the subject matter, and, you know, talk about, you know, the difficulties and being safe and, you know, all that stuff. And then, of course, everything en- eventually ended up, like, everyone want to talk about Heidi Klum, but, <laughs> you know, that's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Scott's a really nice guy. Uh, he does, he does, he's very helpful to me um, with certain things, and uh, I appreciate what he does when he comes in and helps. I don't know why Clint hasn't called in yet. Um, maybe something came up. Maybe he possibly forgot. I just shot him an email. I've been shooting him emails all week um, trying to confirm it to make sure because he said he could do it. Um, so I'm going to open the floor for callers to call in since we're waiting for uh, Clint to call in. You guys can give us a call at 347-215-9442, and we can talk about anything uh, you want. <laughs> the floor is going to be open, um, I guess, today until at least Clint calls in. For the most cool. Part. Um, I don't know where he is. So let me think. I was gonna. I had totally had something to ask you, but now I can't remember. It'll come to me. Um, well, that's cool. So that you had a good time speaking, and then um, who else? Who, who else spoke at the event? Like, let me um, hold on. Let me have the paper right here in front of me. Um, there was a couple members from the site, obviously, who spoke last night because um, it, it was two days in a row um, okay it was monday and tuesday i was there for monday um and then i had to return back because my partner had two radio shows yesterday that we had to be back for so um there was <clears throat> jeffrey crowley who is, who actually um is the director of the office of national aids policy in the white house okay he was there which was for me was very interesting um you know I never heard, like, the, the political side of it, and I don't really hear about the funding. I'm not educated in that area. So to hear people talk about it, it was very interesting, but it was it was very, like, rack my brain. You know what I mean? Right. It was, like, so much thinking and so much. It just wasn't something that I, that I expected. I just expected the speakers to be a little bit, like, I don't know, you know, like, like I thought there would be like other speakers there myself, and I think the, my favorite part was when the question and answers after every speaker went up there, because that's when you got to hear the people living with it, uh, living with HIV and AIDS, talking, you know, and, and bringing up the real issues, like you know, sharing personal experiences of when, you know, whatever law went through, they lost funding in their insurance, and now you know it's affecting them in their wallet, and how to, you know, just how to do things to help people living with AIDS and they were sharing their stories. And for me, that was my favorite part was hearing them yeah. questions about like, well, what are you going to do to do this? And, and what about me? We're here and I'm from Mississippi and we're dealing with this. You know what I mean? It was just, it was really like moving and I enjoyed it. It was my first conference, you know, dealing with talking about it publicly with other people who I never met. So I thought it was very cool. Let's see who else was there. Um, Dr. Shannon Hader, who is the D.C. Health Department, um, and she deals with HIV-AIDS, the administration. There was uh, Charles King from Housing Works. Um, and then Lonnie from Paz I Am was there, Lonnie Lefevre. He's actually going to be on the radio show next week with us. Um, I hope he's okay because he was there during when I was speaking, and then after I spoke, I couldn't find him because I wanted to thank him for what he said, and he disappeared, and then supposedly on – Tuesday he didn't show up to speak so I was kind of concerned about like what Mm -hmm. happened to him because he kind of disappeared but he um, is the gentleman 
who lives in Ohio and was arrested and charged with attempted murder and spent three and a half years in prison being accused of intentionally infecting a young man. And then I believe after a year of being in there, the gentleman who accused him of it, um, I guess, withdrew the statement or said he lied, and they left him in there for three, like another two and a half years in prison. Oh, my God. He's going to come on and talk about that. And for me, that's something like so personal and like, I, uh, wow. And I think it's just really cool that he, he lets people know that things like this is going on and, you know, and the importance of why you need to disclose. And Yeah, you know, that's an interesting topic because I have a friend in Los Angeles who I actually don't really know. He thought he may have become infected. He was still going through the whole rage process. But he was dating someone who, of course, lied and said that he was HIV negative and um and they ended up I don't know if the condom broke in, unintentionally or they you know decided to practice unsafe sex and he thought that he was had seroconverted or was seroconverting or in 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 some way found out that the guy was actually positive and um you know which is another r- reason why I was tell people and remind people that no matter how long and how much you trust your partner, it's like you're protecting yourself. So and his first reaction was immediately into go to the blame game. And like, you know, he wanted to press because in, in, in California, you can press charges for it's a, for knowingly infecting someone or endangering someone with, with HIV is, is punishable in California. And I don't know actually if it's a state by state law or if there's a federal law, but, you know, and I tried to really talk him out of it. I was like, listen, you know, I know you're super mad and you want to blame someone, and yes, it's inexcusable what this person did by not telling the truth about their status, but blaming someone and kind of vilifying people living with HIV in the long term isn't really going to help anyone. Yes, and he was like, well, I really don't want this to him to do this again and do this to another person. And I'm like, well... That's completely understandable, but I also think there's other ways that you could go about, you know, not necessarily punishing him, but just making sure that, you know, he takes responsibility for his actions and he discloses his status other than by pressing criminal charges. I just think that's a lose-lose situation, but, right. you know, I don't know. It's an interesting – I mean, I understand both sides of, of, of the argument because if that happens to you, you want – you want the person to take responsibility for their actions. But by this, at the same time, you know, like I said, I don't think, you know, vilifying people that live with HIV as some sort of, like, weapon, you know, of, I just think that, that it, it, it doesn't help the HIV community at all. Right. The other so. lady who was, um, who was there was, is Teresa, and I'm actually going to have her come on uh, the radio show in August, I, I spoke with her. She's from like PA. She's from my area, so we actually met on the AIDS walk in Philly. And um, she is a 52-year-old mother of three, grandmother of four, and she is an LPN. Uh, for people who don't know, it's a nurse. Um, and she has been a nurse for 15 years, and she was diagnosed with AIDS in 2004 at the age of 48. And she, I don't know all of her story. Like the, I forget the exact details, but. She was in a coma, I believe, and, like, was going, like, they were told that she wasn't going to survive. And she ended up surviving, and she's still doing what she's doing now. But, you know, she wasn't feeling good, and she would go to the doctor, and the doctor, and she's like, you know, do you think I need to take an HIV AIDS test? And the doctor's like, oh, well, you don't fit any of the, you know, the, of the people, the kinds of people that would be at risk. Right. So the doctor didn't test her for it. And then she went to another doctor and got tested and then found out that she was positive. And just that alone, the doctor saying that you don't fit into the, the you know, the specific kind well, of people like po- get it. Profiling someone like that is so yeah. irresponsible. So she's going to come on and talk about that and, and talk about, you know, all the, the complications that she has relating to her late diagnosis since she was diagnosed so late. You know, and I right. always love having women come on and talk because we don't get enough women out there um, to speak, I can't get them on the radio show. They're they're very few and far between. Right. So Jack, work your magic. Don't you know some lady friends? 
Uh, you know, I'll do some recruiting at the next in September. You'll have to wait till September. But um, but yeah, no, I'll definitely get some information from people, and get them on the show. Yeah, she was really cool. But um, and then there was an, another lady there who we worked for. Um, I'm gonna mess it up, and I think it may be JPan. I'm not sure, but it's a, a company. We're gonna have her come on and 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 talk. And it's a company that helps people with disabilities find jobs. And a lot of people, you know, living with HIV AIDS don't realize is that this company is around. And it wow. really helps them to get out there and, and to find jobs with companies that hire people with disabilities. Right. Because I mean, there are there's not there are companies out there that do specifically hire people with disabilities, like uh, with HIV and AIDS, like Walmart and, and Starbucks. And, you know, there are two that I can think of off the top of my head that actually – you know, promote that they hire people living with HIV and AIDS. Right. So I thought that would be great for people to call in. And then um, I just found somebody at my local um, uh, clinic here in Bucks County in Pennsylvania who is, she's like, I'm so interested in your site. I would love to be a resource for you. And, you know, she does, you know, she actually diagnoses people all, you know, that's her job to diagnose people that they have, they tell people they have HIV AIDS after they get tested, you know. So that's, like, got to be a really tough job to have. Oh, my so God, I know. Be like, you know, have to sit people down and be like, this is this. Right. So, you know, she showed an interest in the show, and she's like, I'm going to share it with, you know, I'm going to send everybody I know who's newly diagnosed there, and I'm going to share it with people at family services to, to, you know, have people sent there. It's a wonderful thing. And I was just like, wow, like, everything's starting to move forward now. Yeah, definitely. But she's a cool she's a cool lady, and I think uh, she'd be great to have come on. She's actually going to join as a member too, and I think take questions from people. Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, I, and I would love for it to get to the point where it's really interactive. And I think people are afraid to call in to a radio show. I just think, yeah. you know, it's people it, people think it's intimidating, but um, you know, we're we're just people like everyone else, and um, I love to hear people's personal stories and. It doesn't have to be anything, like, earth-shattering. It could just be like, oh, this is how I found out, or this is an interesting story that happened to me, or because everyone, every time you tell a story like that, there's, there's you know, a hundred other people that say, oh, my God, that exact same thing happened to me, or something very similar happened to me. So, um, you know, it just gets a, a conversation and a dialogue going that needs to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you need to think of a topic that you need to, do a big old monologue about just in case my dishwasher repairman shows up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. going to be without a guest and without a co-host, and you're going to be like, um, okay, and like, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. So I was just thinking <laughs> that right now when you said that, I was like, what's going to happen if all of a sudden Jack goes, I got to go? <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, if um, let's see, let's bash the Sears for a minute. Um, if their track record for the last two weeks has is any reflection on um, what's happening today? They'll be. He said he'll be here at two, so I'm expecting oh four maybe, which should work out. So I'm not really worried about. He's supposed That's to call me. So, um, but no, I called to have my dishwasher fixed on the eighth, and um, first I ordered the wrong parts. The uh, technician's been out three times. It's still sitting half full of water. It's totally disgusting. Um, yeah, and I'm of course they keep saying, oh yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, and um, they were supposed to overnight the parts. They never came. They took five days to come. They finally came yesterday. So then they wanted to give me an appointment on Friday to have it fixed, and I was like, I'm leaving the country tomorrow, so you need to have someone to my house tomorrow. And so far it hasn't happened. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, do you know who I am? Do you say that? Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, that didn't really work. No, they're like, yeah, no, we don't know who you are. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, my 5,000 friends on Facebook now knows that Sears sucks, but that's about it. <laughs> and all my followers on Twitter, right? Right. So, um, yeah. So, but the thing is, you're you're kind of at the mercy of. Uh, of because I, I mean I can't fix it. I looked at it and I was like, well, I can. I installed it, but I'm not going to take it out. I mean, I don't know. So, whatever. 
you just have to deal with the person on the other end of the phone line telling you and hoping that they actually do the job that they're supposed to do. So, and well, let's hope so. I hate waiting for it. I'm surprised they gave you a specific time, like two o'clock. They didn't. Say oh, they didn't. Like eleven. No, 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 no. It's between <laughs> eight and twelve. So I woke up at seven thirty to wait for the guy to come between eight and twelve, and then he calls me at twelve and says he's not going to make it by twelve. He the earliest he'll make it is two. So I'm actually now my window has been between eight and now. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, what do I do? I've already paid for it. So it was $311 to have it fixed. So, I mean, I'm just, you know, what to do? I don't know. I need a vacation. I need to go to Copenhagen and chill out with some Danes. That long, that plane ride is long. Is it I know. No, I'm flying through Stockholm, Sweden, and but that's and it's an hour and a half to Copenhagen, but it's overnight, so my flight leaves at like five something, and then I'm just gonna take a pill and wake up when I <laughs> wake up in Sweden. The cool thing about it is when I went when I flew to Denmark, I did the same thing. I landed in like Sweden or Switzerland or one of those places, and um, wherever it is, they have the chocolates. I think it's Switzerland, isn't it? Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. So I landed there, and um, but the whole ride over, uh, the plane ride over, I was in a whole row by myself. Like I was at the back of the, the thing, and I had I was able to lay out because not, I guess it wasn't filled. A lot of people don't go fly that I guess that way, and they don't fill the plane as much. And I had the whole thing, and I sat there, and I just drank some vodka with some diet coke or whatever it was, and then I just passed out, and then I woke up there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to go. I'm hoping I have a similar experience. <laughs> well, since Quinn isn't calling, let's um, – the other thing – well, you saw, because I know you commented on it, but I posted – I designed a, um, a teddy bear for uh, the Matthew Shepard Foundation, which you can find out about the event. It's Matthew Shepard – it's either Matthew Shepard – I think it's MatthewShepardFoundation.org, but I'm sure if you Google Matthew Shepard, it will take you right to the website. But um, in November, I believe, they have a, a big charity gala called um, Bear to Make a Difference. And I hope I'm not butchering this because I'm not online. I'm just I'm sitting on, like, my couch. So um, I'd otherwise look it up. But, but anyway, so they sent me this bear, and they're like, okay, it was a Build-A-Bear. And then they're like, can you – well, they pair a designer with a celebrity, and then you have to make the bear look like the celebrity. So – you saw my Christina Aguilera bear, right? Uh, yeah, I see this. <laughs> well, first they sent me, they're like, okay, well, can you design a bear to look like Celine Dion? And I was like, um, okay, don't take this the wrong way, but, like, I'm not a huge fan of Celine Dion. I'm like, can, I go, I don't mean to be a snob, but can we try again? So then when they get, I got Christina Aguilera, they were like, I was like, okay, cool. So I did the bear, and then I just shipped it off to the, foundation and they send it to her and she autographs it and then they auction it off at the event so that's cool that is really cool i actually have a caller so i'm going to hurry up and bring them on um, okay cool a 215 so they're local to me so let's see who this is caller what's your, your mom name? where are you calling from <laughs> hi robert it's Teresa. hi Teresa. how are hi, you hi i wanted to thank you for all the nice things you said Oh, we were just talking about you. I know, I heard you. I was having trouble getting through, but then I realized I was dialing the number wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So did you have fun at the summit? I had such a good time at the summit. And the reason I called was when you were done talking about me, we were talking about the other lady you wanted to have one. I hooked up with two women, Lorraine and Joyce. Uh Um, One's in Washington and one's in Memphis, Tennessee. Yes. And we wanted to get together and make a nonprofit, have support groups in our own areas, but kind of like work together, the three of us. Right. And um, what I really want to do, my, my thing since I was in the hospital, I would love to be able to talk to people when they're first diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about the lady that, that goes out and diagnoses people, I would love for you to send me somehow getting in touch with her. Oh, absolutely. Because that's, that's kind of like been my thing since I was diagnosed because I remember laying there and 
like somebody said at the summit, they give you all those papers with all the statistics and with mm-hmm. all the drugs, and nobody came in and sat down next to me and said, hi, my name is, and I have HIV, and, you know, take a deep breath, relax, and just talk to me about what my life would be like now. Right. And that's what I really want to do. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. So, um, when you put my name and then you put her name right after it, I said, hmm, that's the sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, no, I, 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 what's, I mean, like, you, what, what was your personal experience like? Because I actually was diagnosed in 1990, and I was, was given my diagnosis by a gastrointestinal specialist who was actually treating one of my symptoms, who didn't know anything about HIV, and really didn't counsel me at all or give me any paperwork. And this was, you know, there, was, there were no drugs back then. There was AZT. Right. And so the, there was nothing to tell me. He just said, you're HIV positive and see you later. And I was like, holy crap. Right, like, right. <laughs> well, like so, Robert said, I had been in the hospital a long time. I had been getting sick before that. So my first thought when they told me was, well, that explains a lot. Right. Followed very quickly by, oh, shit, I'm going to die. Right. The doctor just kept telling me, you're not going to die. You're going to be okay. We have medicine. You know, we'll take care of you. Well, you know, everything will be all right. Um, I talked to my family. They had already been told while I was in the coma that that was what they suspected, what the doctor suspected was wrong with me. So they kind of were a little bit prepared for it, but, you know, they were all supportive. You know, I wouldn't have never made it without their support, without their encouragement, without, like, thousands of people that they had, they had praying for me, you know. I would not have made it. But um, basically the doctors, despite what they told me, were actually just sending me home to die. Right. Even the doctor that I started seeing when I got out about maybe two years after after I first started seeing him, I was in to see the nurse practitioner, and she said, you know, I can't believe it when I look at you. She said, the day, the first day you came in, me and the doctor looked at each other after you left, and we just went, it's such a shame that poor woman's not going to make it. So, wow. you know. And look at I you mean, today, right? And look at me, right? I'm like, <laughs> you know, went to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, I just think that that for people, the the one thing that I really wanted that I didn't get in the hospital was someone else that had it. My family was supportive. My doctors and nurses were, you know, wonderful. My friends were right there beside me, but I didn't have anybody that could look me in the face and say, I know what you're going through because I have it too. Right. And that, you know, to me that would have been a really good thing and and i would like to at least offer that to other people now that's and great. i think, and that's I think why that's kind of like you know when when people are dying like the, the lady from uh the bucks county uh, clinic here when she diagnoses people like i'm sure she does it in a way but it, i think it would be so much better if somebody who was positive sat you down and told you that right this is what's ha- you know this is what you what it is but this is what you can do, and this is, you know, obtainable. And this is right. like, I think it's important to have that dialogue between someone who just is and somebody who has been. Yeah, because I, it, was, it was months before I saw people that actually had it. I went to, um, well, you go to the LAC Center, right? Yeah. I, I went to fight to the Project Teach there, and that was the first time I was with anybody else. You know, and it was just such an overpowering experience. I just realized I'm in this room with, like, 50 people, and I don't have to keep the secret because they all have it too. And then to just see how healthy they were, because I was mm-hmm. still, you know, kind of limping around, and sometimes I needed a cane to get around and, you know, things like that. So, Which I think it's a really powerful message, too, to a lot of people that, you know, unfortunately – especially people that are in atypical risk groups like yourself, um, they find out, and there's a lot of people even that are in high-risk groups that are in denial, that they find out that they're HIV positive because they get very sick. Right. And that's the first time that they go to the doctor. But 
it's 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 a great message of hope to those people that realize, you know, you can like you just said, you can come back from right. a, a very grim diagnosis and there are a lot of treatment options available at this time and um you know, so I mean, it it always makes better sense to know and to check and like in your perfect example of that even if you don't think you're in a in a high risk group, you should be right. HIV test on a regular basis. Right, like, and it, you know, I mean, to me, if, if somebody says I want to be tested for whatever, well, they must have a reason, whether they're telling you what the reason is or not. There must mm-hmm. be a reason that they would want that. Right. You know, I mean, I went to that doctor because where I worked, we had a lot of people that that were coming in and they had shingles, so I wanted to get tested for. Um, the chicken pox to make sure that I was immune to it or whatever, that I, that I wouldn't have to worry about getting it, taking care of them. He never asked me any questions. I told him I want a chicken pox titer. Fine. You know, so how come when I said HIV test, all of a sudden the roadblocks went up? Hmm. Yeah. To, to me, a, a test is a test. If I'm asking for it, there must be a reason. Right. I don't know. But I don't see that doctor anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I got a probably, good doctor. Probably I got a, good a wise decision, now. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you enjoyed the summit, Teresa? Like, was that your first experience going to an event like that, or have you been to other events? I had, I, like, passed through the, um, I can't think what it is, the one that they have at the convention center here in Philly. Um, but actually, um, you know, in June, uh, the AIDS, I can't think of what they call it now. But I just went in for a little bit because I had to pick up some material because I was going out doing a teaching thing somewhere else. So I didn't even really get to stay and hear what was going on. So, like, that was your first sit-in? So that was in. my first really big thing like that, yes, and I thought it was great. Did you get, like, did it rack your brain when they were talking about all the all the, the funding and everything when they did the slideshow, because a lot of them were using that PowerPoint thing, and for me, it was just so much more confusing. It, well, it, wait, um, yeah, I think my, my brain was ready to explode with information. <laughs> um, when they did the PowerPoints, when they passed out the papers, with uh-huh. the PowerPoint on the paper, I was okay with that because I could write notes down, like right. next to each where each slide was. And, you know, I can go back over it and I can remember what was going on. But trying to just copy down notes real quick, because I don't remember numbers very well. I'm not good at all with remembering numbers. Mm-hmm. So I have to write everything down or it's it's gone again in a minute. But um, it was still interesting. You know, I know that there was a lot more that I missed than what I remembered. But Right. <laughs> that was funny. But, yeah, it was. It was very interesting. So how did your speaking thing go when you were up there? Because I missed that. Nobody showed up but me as far as speakers. How Lonnie was Lonnie? didn't show up. What the happened? other person didn't go up. I don't know. Nobody heard from him. I called him today um, checking to see did how Did you get any so response? I, I just got his answering machine. Because, yeah, we were kind of worried. Um, Amanda said that he was there with a different group doing a different – Thing in a different hotel, so he she was? thought maybe oh. maybe he had to go do that because he wasn't uh, staying at the same hotel as us. Yeah, that's true. That hotel was beautiful. Oh, it was gorgeous, wasn't it? Oh my goodness. Yeah, Jack, have you ever stayed at the Westin in D.C.? Um, I do not know. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I've stayed in so many hotels over the years that I, um, not, I yeah, I'm going to sound really trashy, but it's not, it's not like that. It's like I've just gone to a lot of, like, swim meets in different cities, and i traveled a lot, so unless I actually see it, and then I go, oh, yeah, I've been here before, so I can't recall. I don't think well, so. I think you would, you would know because when you walked into the lobby and you looked up, it looked like outside of the hotel, but you were really inside. Uh, yeah, and the rooms, my room was looking out over to the lobby, and, like, you could see balconies from other rooms across the way and stuff. It was it was really nice. Oh, it was cool. Kind of freaky. It was kind of weird how it was inside, 
but real, but looked outside. Yeah. <laughs> I had this huge glass skylight for a roof, so the sun came in. And it was amazing. Well, um, Teresa, actually, you'll probably uh, get a chance to meet Jack when he's here in um, Philly for the AIDS Walk. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah, doing yeah, his, yeah. his event here, so. Great. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually. Well, I was just saying that it's it's weird that we've lived in this virtual relationship for so long and we haven't met each other yet. So. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't it weird? It is weird. You have these online friends that (laughs) you've never seen. You could walk right past them on the street and not even realize it. Right. Didn't it feel good, Teresa, to meet like people like um. Lonnie and Dab and, and, and Justin, people who you see well, on yeah, the site. Yeah, put a face to, you know, not just that picture, but a real face. And right. I don't even have a picture. I have a flower. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get you to come on um, in August, right? You're going to come on and share your story a yeah. little bit more detail? Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thanks for calling in and, and, and with us. I appreciate it. And it was so great to see you in D.C. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed every minute of it. And please, you know, email me or message me some information so I can um, contact that lady, okay? Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Oh, she's so awesome. Um, like I said, I met her last year at the AIDS Walk, and I was just amazed that, that you know, her, by her personal story that she shared with us and then just her going out there and, and walking that walk and doing it all the way and, you know, not stopping and, and complaining the whole time and for right. someone to do that, you know, at, 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 a, at an age of, what, what is she now, I think, 52? For someone to do that, like my mother couldn't do that. I told my mama she couldn't do that. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, you have to also realize that, you know, yeah, her her story is amazing and it's amazing that she came through that and and it and it's really hard information to hear that you're HIV positive under any circumstance, but especially, I mean, I think certain communities like gay the gay community especially are are a little bit more well equipped for dealing with that because it's just more commonplace. I think right. when you're someone like her and then you get this information and, you know, like her doctor the first doctor she was with that she doesn't see anymore didn't even think it was, like, you know, useful for her to have an uh, HIV test. It's stuff like that where you're like, you know, there, we, need to, we need to think much more broadly as, you know, that we're all affected by HIV and AIDS, and it's not, like, one group or one type of person or one activity. You know, it's, it affects a lot of us, so. Well, we have another caller here, so I'm going to bring this person on. Area code 3. Maybe it's my dishwasher guy. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hello, you're on hey. the Hey, what's up? It's Kenji. Hey, hey Kenji. Kenji. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Hey, Clint, I just wanted to call in and support you, man. Clint's not actually here. He didn't call into the show today. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the three of us. <laughs> All right, so I'm supporting, I'm supporting Robert and Sassy Jack. <laughs> <laughs> So how are you making out today, Kenji? Um, just a bunch of doctor's appointments. Had like a minor sickle cell crisis last night, so just in a lot of pain. Um, oh, but then I got a fight with Metro and DPSS, so pain and swinging punches at the same time. <laughs> well, you're a fighter, uh, all right. <laughs> I got to, dude. Yeah, right. Kenji, I was um, uh, I was talking about you at the summit. You were. Yeah, because they were good. I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they were speaking about how to. You know, I was speaking on how to use social networks to reach people with HIV and AIDS. And right, YouTube is a social network, and I wanted to, and I wanted to, you know, talk about people who are using these tools to reach people who are infected. Mm -hmm. And and you're doing that excellently. And is that even a word? Excellently. Yeah. (laughs) You're doing that, that you know, in in a way that is so real, you know, and I even talked about, you know, Justin and and both of you, how you do that. And and I hope that people go to your page and check it out because I put it out there in your site and all that. So, well, what I mean, and thanks very much, Robert. What I'm finding is, is 
sometimes when I get discouraged, it's like the other night I was like super, super discouraged. And this guy from San Francisco shot me the coolest email um, who's an AIDS patient battling homelessness, can't get in to see his doctors, just having a real difficult time. And he was like, thanks for being my voice. Thanks for putting my story out there. And I was just like, okay, you got to keep going. You got to keep doing it. Um, right. So, I mean, it's too many times I, I go to meetings and I hear about all this progress, but then I look at the segment of, of the population, blacks, who aren't seeing a lot of progress, and low-income and poor people who are not seeing a lot of progress, and no one is addressing those issues. Everybody's just saying how great things are, and so I got to use whatever medium I can. So YouTube, my blog, Pause I Am, Sassy Jack. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you guys been talking about? um, Teresa called in for a little bit, and we were chatting with her for a while. Who did? Teresa from Pause I Am, um, she was at the summit in D.C. speaking, and uh, we were chatting. She's from Pennsylvania, so she's local to me. Okay, cool, cool. So how was the summit? The summit was great. It was, um, you know, <laughs> everything that I expected and even more. You know, I got good response from people who didn't know about Pause I Am and the radio show and, and things about that, and, and I gave people tips on how to use social networking. Like, people don't, they're like, I don't know how to use Twitter. I'm like, it's really easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it's super people easy. How to create a fan page that MySpace, these things that you do can reach people because they look for it. I know when I go right. on there, that's what I Google, HIV AIDS. I look on MySpace, and I find people and friends and, and you know, by that. Yeah. There's actually somebody from my YouTube channel that just joined Paz I Am. Um, Michael, can't think of his name, but he saw me mentioning Paz I Am on YouTube, and then he's now on Paz I Am, so it's kind of cool to see yeah. that people are like, getting to you through me, so that's cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. What's that. been up with you, Sassy Jack? You're kind of quiet today. <laughs> um, oh, you know, I, I'm good. I'm leaving for Copenhagen tomorrow, so I'm trying to get all my shit together. And, um, you know, I'd like, I'd, I was telling Robert earlier when we had, when our guest didn't call in, I was like, I've been sitting here in my underwear since 8 in the morning waiting for the Sears repairman to come to my house. So he keeps calling and saying he's going to come, and it's now he was supposed to be here at 8 a.m. It's now 3. So, you know. Maybe he knows you're, maybe he knows you're in your underwear. <laughs> well, I, was trying, I was trying to lure him here that way. I thought it would be better. but <laughs> You might be straight, Jack. You might be straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put some pants on before I answer the door. Hello. <laughs> Shit, if I had a body like yours, Jack, I'd be in my underwear outside every day. Hey, look. <laughs> well, I don't want to get ar- I don't want to get arrested, but thank you. <laughs> well, wait a minute, don't they have that cowboy, the naked cowboy up there? Yeah, but he, um, yeah, you know, he he's running for office now. Apparently, it was in the paper yesterday. But what? He's a rep- yeah, there's a guy that plays in Times Square called the Naked Cowboy. And he is a tool, and he <laughs> he wears underwear, and he plays the guitar, and I think he's a Republican, believe it or not. So um, I think well, he, he support, doesn't have a nice body. I support. I think he supported Bush. So I was like, ugh, bleh. Yeah. So, yeah well, whatever. That's the last person we want to see naked. Yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, he's running for some office here. He won't win. It's just a PR stunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, you will not see me in my underwear playing the guitar in Times Square anytime soon, so don't worry about it. Oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> well, maybe if I get real desperate, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys didn't talk about nothing today? Well, no, I mean, we just we just talked about different different topics and... Things that we're working on, things that we're doing, different groups we spoke to. Uh, we spoke about like the summit. We talked to you. We talked to Teresa. You know. When are you guys coming to California? When are you guys coming to California? I don't know about when quiet. I'm coming. <laughs> well, no. I, well, I'll be at the uh, the USA's conference on which is in November in San Francisco. Uh, what part of California are you in? You know, I'm like, in the best part. I'm in the best part, Southern California. Oh, uh, okay. 
the part yeah. that Northern be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have to get back out to L.A. soon, actually, because I, I was working on a project out there, and I left a ton of stuff out there, so I have to go pick up stuff. I'm just I'm too tired right now. <laughs> <laughs> Kenji, thanks for calling in, man. Thank you. All right, guys, bye. Be good, honey. Bye. <laughs> yeah, he called. He, he texted me earlier. Can you text me the number to call in so I can call in and talk to Clint? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm at the hospital. I can't listen. So that's why he called in, thinking Clint was on the oh. air. <laughs> that's funny. I just realized this. This, um, you know, people can share the the pyre, and if you have a blog or you have a MySpace that you go to you can grab the code off of the Pazayam radio page and insert the HTML code on your, show, on your page or your blog or your website, whatever you have, and you right. can actually listen to it live during the show instead of coming into Blog Talk Radio. So there may be a few people in the, in the chat room, but there's other people who are listening to it live out there on their MySpace or on Facebook. Cause when oh, Facebook, I didn't know you Facebook, could do that. Yeah, I just figured all this out. Yeah, so it's very interesting. That's cool. Um, let's see, we're winding down. We actually did pretty good for not having a guest. <laughs> yeah, for just shooting the shit, not bad. <laughs> Thanks for, for Teresa and Kenji for calling in. Um, <laughs> this Sunday, uh, Jeremy and I are going to be speaking with Shirley Jaglowski from Paz Peddlers, and she's going to talk about you know her story and how you know the Paz Peddler group has you know changed her life and helped her deal with her diagnosis and and things of that nature. And I think it's something that people should be listening to because we always look for things to get involved with. And this is something that I believe it's based in California. I really don't know where they're based at, if they're even based uh-huh. in a certain area. But it's a cool thing to get involved with if you're an active person looking to find something to do. Right. And I always like having women on. I like, I like getting a voice for women because they're hard to, to come by. So she'll be on, and then Lonnie will be on, on next Wednesday with us. It's all good. Cool. And then August, I'm booking now, so if anyone out there is listening would like to be a guest and share their story or talk about the ASO that they work for, you can contact us at robert at The other thing I was thinking of um, was doing was maybe next month a few topic shows, get people to call in, like do a show just on disclosure and have people call in about, you know, disclosure and stuff like that. Because we did that before when we first started over a year ago, because believe it or right. not, we've this show's been running for a year already. And, wow. Um, we used to, we did it in the beginning when we couldn't have, get guests, but now I'm thinking we should bring it back now that it's getting a little bit more popular um, to have people call in and talk about certain things. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. So that's something they can look forward to. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I can think about. <laughs> got about two minutes. Uh, you can follow. Them, uh, well, I will not be here. You know, rem- rem- remember, I won't be here next week. Right. So I'll be gone. But I'll be, I'll be back. It's, I, it's interesting. I'm leaving for ten days. I'm only missing one show, so it's good. It's like right. It's the day before and the day after. I think I get back. So. Right. Um, who's our guest? You, who's our guest that next Wednesday? Not, not the following Wednesday, but the next Wednesday. Um, I don't have one right yet. I have to do. All that. <laughs> No, no, okay. I, I, if I was away, I kind of, you know what I mean, didn't have a chance to do it, and I was trying to cram everything done before the summit to get my, my website up and running to make oh, it look honey, better. Don't worry. And, and for, anyone, for everyone who's listening, um, Robert does all the work. I just call up and, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, so, yeah, all the snaps go to Robert because I just sit here and, in my underwear and talk shit. So... <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I have that. I'm doing that this weekend, working on fill it up. It'll be really easy for me to fill up. I already sent out the emails. I'm just getting replies. Right. So, you know, that's how it works. And uh, for folks listening, you can join um, our fan site, fan community at pauseim.com. How many members are on there now? Do you know? And right now we have 1,011. We reached over 1,000 um, on Monday. Cool. Yeah, so it's working. It's growing. <laughs> And go on. And so that's about it because we're winding down. We got about thirty seconds, and you can learn more about me at pauseim.com, and you can learn more about Jack at jackmackenroth.com. And, and I'm coming to. I'll be in Seattle for uh, an event called Product Runway uh, on the 27th of August, 27th, 28th, and 29th. I think I'll be there. 
And my family's there, so. If you're in Seattle, check me out. <laughs> All right, Jack. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day waiting for the. All right, I'm gonna back. I'm gonna hunt down my repairman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. All right, man. Have a good one. Thanks. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Have a great day.